Hey guys, it's a great day to live for Jesus. My name is Pastor Mike Grover, and this is the In the Word podcast, a twice-weekly devotional journey through the New Testament, where together we will stop, look, and learn what the Lord has to say to us today. Today in the Word, we're in Matthew chapter number 22, and we're just continuing on this two-and-a-half-year journey through the New Testament, one chapter at a time. As we end this chapter here in this devotion today, we really just come to this mic drop moment in the life of Jesus Christ. It's just one of those moments where someone says something that's so profound that uh, nothing can be said beyond it, and they just drop the mic and boom, walk off the stage. That's where Jesus is here. In this chapter, it's like this final assault by all these detractors that Jesus had throughout his earthly ministry. In this one chapter, he's challenged by the Pharisees, by the Herodians, by the Sadducees, by the scribes. We're in this last week of his life, this Passion Week, and it's like all coming at him all at once. And uh, these four groups have been consistent enemies of the Lord and have tried to trip him up throughout his earthly ministry and asking questions and trying to make him look bad in the crowd. But here we have this final display of Christ of unmatched wisdom that just shuts them down. In this chapter, he dealt with the Pharisees, and then he gave them the parable of the wedding guests, and that kind of shut their mouths. And then the Herodians, the political um, group that was trying to trip Jesus up and get him in trouble politically, and they asked him questions about paying taxes, and he shut it down. Then you had the Sadducees, who were the liberals in the group and don't even believe in the resurrection, and yet they're trying to trip him up with a question about marriage and the resurrection. And he just shuts them down by saying, you don't even understand what the Bible teaches. And then you have a scribe or a lawyer who comes and tries to trip him up with the law of Moses and asks him, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus gave him that profound answer. It's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. So all of these people in the context of this chapter are trying to trip him up. And then we get to the end and we get to verse 41 And Jesus turns the tables on them with a question that he has. It says, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, what do you think of Christ? Whose son is he? And they gave him a great theological answer. They said, he's the son of David. Well, that's a true answer. Jesus is going to sit on the throne of David. He's the son of David. But then he took it a step further and he said to them, how then does David in the spirit call him Lord? So if the Messiah is only the son of David, then why back in Psalm 110 verse 1 does David call his son Lord? And he quotes Psalm 110.1 in verse 44, and he said, The Lord said unto my Lord, sit on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So David says, Jehovah said to my Lord, referring to the Messiah. So how is the son of David the Lord of David? Verse 45, Jesus said, If David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And it says, And no man was able to answer him a word, neither did any man from that day forward ask him any more questions. See, their view of the Messiah was, Well, one day the Messiah is going to come, and he's going to free us from our oppressors. He's going to lead us to independence. But they completely missed the point that 
The Messiah wasn't just the son of David, but he was God the Son as well. And that was always their issue with Jesus Christ, that he made himself God in their opinion. So with this turn of the tables, Jesus asked this question, and it just leaves them speechless. No man was able to answer him a word, and it says from that day forward, they didn't ask him any more questions. Other words in this chapter, it says they marveled, they were astonished, they were amazed. What were they? They were speechless. And from this point on, you never hear from them again trying to trip him up. From here, they turn from questions of trying to trip him up, man, just to a commitment of pure evil and to kill him. And remember, we are in the week of the passion and it's going to end with his crucifixion. So the question really we need to think about today is this, if Jesus' presence and wisdom left those who hated him speechless, man, how much more should those of us who know and follow him be speechless, be overwhelmed by who he is? I think if we were honest, there's so often, so many times in our life when Jesus just becomes commonplace to us. Man, we hear about him, we talk about him, we read about him, but we just walk on as if there's really no greatness in him. And I think we just need to stop and just think about how overwhelming it is that Jesus Christ, God the Son, this great one's presence and wisdom and has invited us in as his own. And we get to live out of that wisdom and serving him in his fullness. I think Big Daddy Weave caught this concept so well in that song, Overwhelmed. He said, I see the work of your hands, galaxies spin in a heavenly dance. Oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming. I hear the sound of your voice all at once. It's a gentle and thundering noise. Oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming. I delight myself in you, captivated by your beauty. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by you. God, I run into your arms unashamed because of mercy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by you. I know the power of your cross, forgiven and free, forever you'll be my God. All that you've done is so overwhelming. I delight myself in you in the glory of your presence. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by you. God, I run into your arms unashamed because of mercy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by you. And then the refrain, in the refrain, he says, you are beautiful, you are wonderful, you are glorious. Man, overwhelmed by Christ, overwhelmed by his presence, his eternal existence before the world was, he was. His exemplary life and wisdom. Man, if you had nothing else about Jesus, just seeing, man, how he lived his life and the wisdom he displayed is unmatched. But then you have his sacrificial death on the cross. You have his resurrection. You have his ascension. And you have the fact that he is coming again. Man, all of these things about Jesus should never be commonplace. But they should be causes for our worship. It should lead us to confession, to gratitude, to praise, to trust, to confidence, to ability from our inability And ultimately, it should just lead us to worship. 
to worship him because he is worthy. Just speechless, our mouth shut, our lips zipped in his presence. So the word for today is this. Don't quickly pass by his presence today. Pause and truly worship him because he is worthy. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey together through the New Testament.